Yes. Uh, you know, it's pretty late at night when I'm recording this, but uh, wow, what a slate of games we have today. It, it honestly was baffling, incredibly amazing what's happened. You know, all my predictions that I put out earlier today, throw those out the window, you know. Like, nothing I said, nothing that I thought would happen did end up happening. It's just, it's been a shit show. Uh, pardon my language. It's been, you know, it's been a crazy afternoon of football. You're talking like Cincinnati upsetting the number one seed in San Francisco. Think about it. Both of our number one seeds in each conference lost. Like, unheard of, you know. Unheard of. Both. They both lost. The Packers lost to the six seed. 40, and then the, uh, they lost. The Titans lost to the four seed here. Let's, let's start off by talk, like recapping a little bit. You know, the Bengals game. This is my first reaction. I don't have any like notes. Or like a script or anything set up for me or any talking points. This is me just talking, you know, uh, as as like just about the game, you know, just giving you my initial thoughts. I'll, I'll give I'll put out a more uh, research than more, you know, not now. I mean, not like I don't, but, you know, where I won't stutter over my words. But wow, just like talking about this game, it's, you know. We'll start. We'll start off with the with the late afternoon game. Just I'm I'm right here looking at the statistics on ESPN. Okay, let's see. Recap. Let's see the full box score. Okay, so Joe Burrow was 28 for 37. He didn't have a touchdown, but he had an interception. I remember that interception. I believe it was a uh, Tyler Void or C.J. Usman. The ball fell on the ground. The other guy caught it, but he had to like control. That was really impressive interception. But Ryan Tannehill, the true superstar of this game, had one touchdown, 220 passing yards, 15 of 24, for three interceptions. Like, man, the f- the first play of that game is a is a is a play action. They fake it off, giving it to Derrick Henry, and he goes to throw the ball to. I believe it's uh. Julio Jones. Oh wow, I believe he goes to throw the throw the throw the ball to Julio Jones. And Jesse Bates reads that he never falls for the, the fact that they're gonna hand it off, and he intercepts Ryan Tannehill. The first play, which insane, you know. Just this is one of those games that was a dogfight in the trenches. I mean. You talk about Joe Burrow was sacked nine times compared to Ryan Tannehill being sacked once. Man, that defense was scary today. Jeffrey Simmons had three sacks by himself. Harold Landry had one and a half. Uh, 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 Autry had one and a half sacks. You know, Caio Pico. Had half a sack. Naquan Jones had half a sack. I mean, nine total sacks for a team. Insane. It's it's a shame, you know. I I look. I originally thought this was gonna be a higher scoring game. 
I believe my final score was 31-28. And for it to end 19-16, I mean, it's still a field goal. But I really thought we were going to have an offensive shootout. I mean, when you're throwing the ball to A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. A.J. Brown had five catches for 142, including this, like, beautiful pass. I want to say in the late fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, he just he fit that in perfectly. And A.J. Brown just caught it with one hand. You know, it's incredible. Like, the connection A.J. Brown and Ryan Tannehill have. But yeah, I mean, three interceptions. He's he's doing his best Matt Stafford impression with you know. How can I give this away? How can I give this game away to the to the opposing team? And it's it's insane to me. That you know. For as good as they play, they're also such a, they're such a bad offense. You know. On the other hand, Jamar Chase had five receptions for 109 yards, no passing touchdowns. I mean, I guess you can't really. You don't, you don't really have the time to sit down. You know, well, not to sit there, but you don't have the time to scout the field. You're being sacked nine times. I think, I believe they said that it tied a playoff record for the amount of times a quarterback was sacked. That is it's crazy. I mean, you know, just some highlights like Derek, you know, on, the, on that rushing offense for, for Tennessee. Derrick Henry couldn't really get going. I mean, I understand it's his first game back after being out since week seven. But, you know, I think you expected a lot more than, you know, 62 yards out of 20 rushes. He had one touchdown he scored. And I believe he was late in the fourth. Or in the third quarter. I don't really remember. Or maybe in the second. But he had, he has one rushing touchdown out of a wildcat play. Uh, very similar to when he threw the touchdown pass against the uh, the other team. What's their name? The Ravens, like a couple years ago. So I think he threw that to one of his linemen. Instead, direct handoff, rushing in. I mean, Donta Foreman, on the other hand, he had this really, really, uh, really amazing 45 yard run he broke through like four tackles Oof, that was i mean i feel like i feel like you know that packers not packers shit <laughs> that tennessee defense can carry anybody that tennessee defense that tennessee all i'm sorry it's a, it's a little late when I'm recording this. Hopefully, this goes up early tomorrow morning. But these are, you know, first reactions. You know, no cuts in this one. No cuts in this one. This is all, you know, playing music in the background. And there was just an ad. <laughs> there are no cuts in this. But, yeah. It was an incredible game. Where it was just fought in the trenches. The only person to have a sack for Cincinnati was Von Bell, though. It's good to see him getting involved. You know, Trey, I believe Trey Hendricks went out with an injury earlier, which kind of sucks. But you're talking about Mike Hilton, Logan Wilson, and Jesse Bates having an interception. I believe it was Jesse, uh, no, Logan Wilson who stopped Derrick Henry on a fourth and one very late in the fourth. Yeah, I mean, 
Also, you had Logan Wilson interception with 22 seconds left. That set him up for the for the Muck. Uh, what's his name? McPherson. Oh, Evan McPherson for the Evan McPherson field goal. I mean, he was. I believe it was. Yeah, he's four for four, a hundred percent. You know, that is clutch in the postseason. Four for four, didn't miss. He had 13 points by himself. Like, you know, 13. That means the other six came from from the rushing touchdown by Joe Mixon. 13 points all by himself. Joe Mixon didn't, you know, not the greatest day. 14 carries for 54 yards. But they did enough to get that job done. You know, if anything, you got to blame the Tennessee offense for not being able to get anything going. Their defense gave them so many chances to really take a commanding lead but they never did anything which is really unfortunate but in and all you know i guess you, you didn't know the better team did win and this is cincinnati's first road playoff win i believe ever you know built build a statue of joe burrow in that city that man has given that city a new hope then you know it's never had before. He, you know, he. Uh, I saw a statistic on the screen where he's the first quarterback to win it, no drafted number one overall to win his first two playoff games. I believe the other one was Troy Aikman and somebody else. But you know, that man has brought back life to Cincinnati sports. The you know, the Reds are gonna stop sucking now because of Joe Burrow and the you know and the Bengals. You, you you hate to you know you don't hate but they hit really really well on their two free agent signings this year but should be a woozy and um Trey Hendricks Trey Hend- I saw Trey Hendricks got hurt hopefully he's okay but yeah like like in, like I don't know in conclusion I want to say I really like the Bengals. Whether offense needs to step up. You can't score, you know, 19 points this game. And then how much did they score in the last game? I believe it was 23 points. I have it, I have it somewhere here. They can't score, you know, 19 points and 26. When you got to play a high-powered offense. Because now you got to play. You're on the road again. And you got to play Buffalo or Kansas City. I mean, they beat Kansas City. But you, you're not going to beat Kansas City scoring 19 points. That's what I'm trying to say. But otherwise, that Cincinnati is really looking good. I mean, pardon me. Like, any any win or loss in the next game, this season has been a win. To make it to the championship game, you know, when very many people were expecting them to win four or five games. And you're out here on this monster tear where you're basically, you know, you okay, you beat, you beat the seventh seed Raiders. Or the sixth seed Raiders. Nope. No problem. But now you beat the number one seed Tennessee Titans who went out there and kicked kick the you know the crap out of every good team. And you, you know, and you, you walked in to their home. They, you walked into Tennessee. You walk in Nashville, you walked into Nashville and you knocked them out of the playoffs for the second year in a row. They're one and done. You know, and almost like just talk a little bit about that 2019-2020 playoff run. Where they were the sixth seed, you know, first game, they go up to New New England and they play Tom Brady in his last game. 
as a Patriot. And I remember very distinctively um, at the end of the game, Tom Brady's going to go through a pass and it's intercepted by Logan Ryan and send him home. And then they win and they play the 14-2 Ravens and send them packing. And then they went up to Kansas City. And they had, a ten, I believe, a 10-point lead. And that just started the fourth quarter before, you know, Patrick Mahomes became Patrick Mahomes. And he sent them home packing. But, you know, that was like, that was a run of, I feel like that's kind of what the, where the Cincinnati Bengals are. Where like, everybody believes, and nobody believes in them, you know. So they don't care. They're just going to go out there and play as hard as they can, you know, because nobody believes in them. So they're going to make people believe in them. They're going to prove they're gonna they're gonna prove to people, you know, that you shouldn't have doubted them, and that they're what you know. They're not what you they're you know they're not what they are on paper, and I'm you know. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling on my words. Before the Cincinnati team, I don't think there could have been you know, a bigger a better outcome than this. I just gotta say, you know, uh, you know, I can admit when I'm wrong, and I did think the Tennessee Titans had this victory, but unfortunately, they didn't. You know, since I say you know a lot, and Cincinnati is moving on to the AFC Championship game, and the first time since like 1970, something like that, since the 70s. So good for them, you know. I gotta stop, uh, just a little little ramble. I gotta stop saying you know so much. But moving on to the game that really, really, really stumped me. Hard talking about the 49ers in Green Bay. Like going into this game. I really thought, oh, you know, fuck. I gotta stop saying that. No, I really I really thought, you know, fuck. Walking into this game. The Green Bay Packers were my favorite to win. The 49ers, I, I believe that if they could get that defense going, cause a lot of pressure, they were going to win the game. Like 13-10, that is an incredibly low score for these two teams. I, I thought we're going to have a high-scoring game. coming. I mean, they did come down to a field goal again. Which I I guess good on me for saying that, but that's what I feel the goal. After the pa- the Packers looked like just the start the first drive was uh the first drive, you know, was Aaron Rodgers at his peak. He had a, a touchdown pass, I believe. Yeah, I got I, I got it in front of me, yeah. No, Aaron Rodgers didn't have any single touchdowns. It, yeah, it was a six-yard rush by A.J. Dillon. It was a six-yard rush by A.J. Dillon. You know, and I said the key to winning this game was you got to get Devontae Adams cooking. And you got to get that run game going. You can't give the ball back to the Niners. And if they establish the run game, you guys are screwed for. But it was good to see that A.J. Dillon had the first touchdown. And Mason Crosby went out there and he kicked the extra point and he was good. Oof. 
I still can't believe the Packers lost their one and done. Like, driving away from the game. This is it, you know. I can't, damn, I keep saying that. But this is it. There is no more. The Green Bay Packers that we need today are not the Green Bay Packers that are going to be there tomorrow. So many free agents walking away like Devontae Adams. I mean, unless you franchise tag him, there's no way he's staying. He said himself that he doesn't want to be there if Rodgers isn't there. And Rodgers is very iffy as well. He came back and it was like his last dance. Even, you know, he and Devontae Adams posted those pictures. I mean, I think it was just Devontae Adams posted that picture of Jordan and Pippen. Well, for them, you know, for their last ride to end like this, Randall Cobb as well. All these great players, you hate to see them go home this way. But yeah, this was also a very, very heavy, heavy, you know, this was a a defensive matchup, a a battle of the trenches again. You know, we'll start off with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was 20 of 29 for 225 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions as well. He, like, honestly, I think Rodgers played well enough. I think he played well enough to where he needed... His, his his defensive counterparts and special special teams. The the reason that the 49ers won this game is because of special teams. There is no other reason. Jimmy G, you know, as much as we all love Jimmy Jesus and his his handsome face, you know, the the most good looking quarterback out there. He played like dog shit. He was 11 of 19, threw the ball under 20 times, and he beat Aaron Rodgers. Think about it. I mean, in the NFC Championship game two years ago, he threw the ball 12 times? Or he, I believe he threw the ball under 15 times. So they had 100, 200, nearly 300 yards of rushing. But now, but now, now they, they just knocked out the Packers out of the playoffs, and they're going to the championship game. Elijah Mitchell had 17 carries for 53 yards, no touchdowns. Debo Samuel. He had 10 uh, 10 touches for 39 yards, no touchdowns. Kyle Juszczyk had two touches for 14 yards, no touchdowns either. The the receiving game, they didn't really spread the ball out a lot, but they didn't throw it enough to spread it out. They threw the ball 11, 19 times. Four of those times going to George Kittle, getting 63 yards. Debo Samuel having three receptions for 44. Elijah Mitchell having three receptions for 18. And Juwan Jenkins having one for six. I think the 49ers are a team that loves to throw the ball in the middle. They're a team that you'll see they'll run so many slants and mid-crossing routes. They love throwing the ball in the middle and... I believe it was DeAndre Campbell is on the Packers defense. He's the one of the, yeah, DeAndre Campbell, my apologies. That man is like 12 feet tall. Those should be easy deflected passes. I mean, I don't play football professionally, but that's my opinion. I think, you know, he's the, you, the statistics show. I, you, can't, you can't always rely on statistics. 
coaches like Brandon Staley, those guys outsmarted themselves because you don't look at what's in front of you and you look at what statistics tell you. But, you know, my apologies. It's really late when I'm recording this. But when you when you have the information that the 49ers love, I believe they were the the number one team in throwing passes down the middle of the field. And, and you have that information and you don't scheme accordingly. I just think Kyle Shanahan coached a way better, more well-rounded game. Kyle Shanahan's uh, coaches, coach teams are very notorious for falling apart in the fourth quarter. The Falcons fell apart in the fourth quarter. The 49ers fell apart in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl where they both blew leads. But this time he, he, was, he managed to pull them through. Like as a football fan, what is most important about this game, at least in my opinion, is that 49ers team is so well disciplined. They're not giving up costly. I mean, they did have some penalties this game, but it's not it's not any false starts. Or if it is, if it's any penalty, it's usually very far and few in between. They're such a well-coached, well-disciplined team to where they don't make dumb mistakes, and they're always very prepared, and they're so good at staying calm under pressure. I mean, you're down by a touchdown the entire game. And your special team steps up. At the end of the second quarter, they blocked a field goal by Mason Crosby. The, you know, that's the plays. When you're down by seven and you're heading into that, that you know, you're heading to that, uh, you're heading into halftime. At the end of the second, and you have your special teams block a punt. That confidence booster. That that has your team thinking they can do anything. You boost your team's confidence so much by being able to perform a play like that. By blocking a punt in the, the at the end of the half. And that's also what you led them to score in it, their first touchdown. At the begin at the at the fourth quarter, was that block punt. For for the 49ers to have, I'm not going to say they didn't have any offensive game, but for their offense to do so little, and yet they're still competitive in the game, is such a testament of how a, how well coached a team they are when their defense keeps them competitive. I mean, Rodgers was sacked five times. Bosa was out there. Bosa was out there in, uh, doing everything he could. He was just constantly in his... And Rogers, you know, vision. He had two sacks. Fred Warner as well. A, ta- uh, a, t- a tackle for loss. Yeah, I mean that defense just played out of their mind. Eric Armstead as well, having two sacks. I mean, it's just a very hard team to play to to coordinate against us. They're all, they're all. So there's, it's just such a well-rounded team that it's impossible 
to try and come up with a scheme to defeat them in one half. I mean, that Packers run defense, I mean, it really did a good job in not allowing them to get comfortable with running the ball out of 600,000 very different variations. And that's very commendable. But the the better team won today. And the better team was San Francisco. And it wasn't offensive. It wasn't defensive power. It was special teams. Special teams all year have cost the Green Bay Packers. Mason Crosby not being able to make kicks. I mean, he is pretty old. But was it the game against Cincinnati where they had like four combined kicks that they had missed in that overtime period? That's special teams. You know, Rodgers has to go out there and bail them out. And he couldn't do that today. But that special teams for sure cost them, cost them the game. You know, talking a little bit about Rodgers here for a second. This is probably it. There is no saying whether Rodgers comes back to Green Bay next year. There is no saying Devontae Adams comes back next year. Devontae Adams, this this game... He wasn't quite what I expected, but he wasn't disappointing either. He had nine catches for 90 yards. No touchdowns, but as long as catch was 25. And Aaron jo- Aaron Jones was out here playing out of his mind. He had nine catches, 429 yards. His longest was 75. And I believe that was the, at the end of the second quarter, right before they led into that block field goal. But yeah. Aaron Jones played like there was no tomorrow because there is no tomorrow for that team. I believe everybody on the Packers knew, hey, there is no, we'll go get them tomorrow because this is it. It's all, you leave it all on the line right here and right now because there is no, we'll, we'll get the chance to play them again tomorrow. The NFL playoffs are one and done. And unfortunately, the Packers are one and done. They held that number one seed forever. They basically rested their starter since week 17. I mean, against the game, the uh, in the game against the uh, Lions, when they put in Jordan Love, that offense was it didn't look like it could move more than five yards at a time, and that's what we saw today. Start. I mean, at the start of the fourth quarter. It started snowing. Is that right? Yeah. At the start of the fourth quarter, it started snowing. And I'm, the temperature there was, I believe, in the four, like the single digits. That's how cold it was. I mean, just watching it on the TV, you can see the players' breaths. And you just, you know, you feel how cold it was out there. And that's, that's the Packers' specialty. The frozen tundra, Lambeau Field. And you have... A hot climate team like the 49ers, you know, the Golden Bay. Yeah, the Golden. Yeah, you have a team like the 49ers from from the Bay Area come up to Lambeau Field. And they embarrass you like this. As a Vikings fan, all I can say is, you know. Thank you, 49ers. And thank you, Robbie Gold. Robbie Gold kicked a long time for the Bears. And to see a former Bear kicker. To see a former Bear kicker knock out our most hated rival out of the playoffs is a good feeling. I mean, 
that's that one thing. As we all been bullied by the Packers for so long, to see them get knocked out like this, you feel like this, this, this sweet. You, you taste. This is what revenge tastes like. I I don't know if that's a proper term, but it's it's been really good. I can't say it's been really good. It's not been that long since the game ended, but it's it's as as a fan of the Vikings, it's good knowing that this is probably it for the big bad wolf. This is probably it for them. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't return and Devontae Adams doesn't return, we'll, we'll probably see them go through this phase that they haven't been in in 30 years where they're just a okay team and they're not elite because they don't have an elite quarterback and elite wide receiver. It's going to be interesting times for the Packers fans. I mean... As a Vikings fan, think things are looking upwards now. We're getting a new GM. I'm really pulling for an offensive-minded coach. Kellen Moore was who I was rooting for for a long time until I seen more of his play calling. And I, I like his play calling. I really do. I think he's a very innovative play caller, just the way he incorporates uh, laterals and kind of like these rugby plays. Just these offensive plays and passing it back to other receivers. But Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, I really like him. I really want him. I mean, I seen what he was able to do working with Josh Allen. We have a young quarterback as well, Kellen Moore. And he, sure, Kellen Moore was picked in the third round. Not much to expect out of a third round quarterback pick. But he has a lot of potential and a lot of upside just from watching him at AM. He has a lot of upside. That's not maybe not necessarily franchise level, but I believe he is good enough to go out there and win his games. Not necessarily, maybe not playoff games. Will go out there and win games and be consistently good. I mean, that's kind of what Kirk Cousins was. But Kirk Cousins, you know, he was never clutch, never, never could quite get the brass ring. If that's if that's the correct uh, analogy I should use here. Yeah, it, it always felt like the moment was too big. And unfortunately, you know, you never want to speak bad about someone, but that's how it felt like with Kirk Cousins. It always felt like the moment was too big for him and that he just crumbled under pressure. But this year he pulled through. He pulled through. Can't say I was disappointed. I'm not mad at Kirk Cousins. It was coaching this year that really held us back and special teams as well. You know, like you got you can't just be good on offense and defense. You got to be good on all three sides, offense, defense and special teams. But going back to the playoffs, I just can't believe Green Bay lost 13-10. These are, these are going to be very, very trying times for that Packers front office to try and keep things together. I know 
Rodgers has a, a void year if he wants to get out of his contract. Who knows? Maybe he goes down to Denver. I mean, Denver has also been a, a very hot spot for very different quarterback situations. They're heavily in the rumor of forgetting Kirk Cousins, but so is Carolina. And Pittsburgh is very uh, heavily rumored as well for Kirk and Aaron Rodgers as a possible trade destination. So all, all we can say is we got to wait for that future uh, for to see what the future holds. Yeah. Uh, well, these these have been my uh, my reactions, like f- honest first reactions to night one of football. And what a crazy night it's been! I can't wait for tomorrow or today. Technically, this is being recorded pretty pretty late. Uh, I'll try and have this up early in the morning. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs>